Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are coming off a very hot, very fun Labor Day weekend. College football started this weekend. Let me tell you guys, fall exploded at our house. I don't know um, when fall happens at anybody else's house, but fall happened at our house this weekend. Um, My lovely wife gets excited about it like I do. So we had our fantasy football draft on Thursday night, and she put out all the fall decorations, minus the spooky stuff. So it's fall. Now it's still 90 some degrees. So, uh, but, but it's fall. Richard, how are you doing? Is it fall at your house yet? It, it is not fall at my house, uh, unfortunately. But I was going to ask, does that include a lot of pumpkin spice things like pumpkin spice lattes, beers, things like that too? So, um, I, we did get some pumpkin spice coffee, uh, and, um, got my first Oktoberfest beers this weekend and my first pumpkin beers this weekend. And the reason why is first of all, I love it. But secondly, if you don't get it in August and September, it's actually like starts to go away in October when you really want it. And they start putting out Christmas beers. Which, yeah. Yeah. And Christmas beers should be banned. They're just not good. Uh, let's just do. Shinerbus is not bad though. Yeah. It's okay. Is good. Yeah. 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 But ultimately I, I want my fall beer. I want to get all that I can get of that. Well, speaking of fall drinks, uh, Fanta came out with a, another special edition drink. They've been Coke's been on a tear with their special drink, special additional drinks, and they came out with what's the Fanta? Yeah, I, I tried one of those too this weekend. Yeah, so I don't think it's actually half bad. It's not bad, and so this is a good opportunity for us to introduce a guest that we've got on tonight. Now, this is my stepson, McKinley Alfin. He is not in the middle-aged demographic, but uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight that he's going to have a lot of fun, I think, stepping up. He is a senior at St. X. Um, he is in a speech class, so this is going to be a good experience for him working through speech stuff. What's your speech teacher's name, McKinley? Uh, Coach Glazer. Coach Glazer, if you listen to this and McKinley is close on a grade, bump him up give him extra credit now, is it mike glazer yes sir yes all right i was taught by mike glazer excellent still there still getting it done now the fanta i had half of the fanta mckinley had the other half of the fanta mckinley what did you think of it i honestly don't remember it but i think it was pretty good yeah it's a great thing it's pretty good it's not too bad it it, it doesn't really stand out but it was kind of tasty it kind of tastes like if they merged like great. It kind of reminded me of suicide drink you would get at the uh, T-ball games where they just went down the line yep. and gave you every flavor. Gotta love but a suicide. It was, it, it, yeah, it was more grape. It, it had a hint of orange. It tastes like, and maybe like a hint of mellow yellow. So yeah, I didn't think citrus. it was that bad. Yeah, so. not bad, not bad. Well, tell me this, um, Richard, what did you guys do this weekend? I know you guys traveled a little bit, went to D.C. Did you guys have any, go out to eat anywhere awesome in D.C. or anything fun in D.C.? Yeah, we uh, we did go out in D.C. Uh, we went to a couple of different places. Um, we uh, we went to visit Maisie's family so and friends. She has got some friends up there. We went to a restaurant called Ruthie's All Day. Um, it's kind of a Southern cuisine-ish uh, I've been there before. We went to brunch. It's very good. If you're in the Arlington area, I recommend it. Um, I'm trying to think where else. We went to a Mexican slash barbecue place. So it was Tex-Mex slash barbecue. And I don't remember the name. I'll have to get that from my brother-in-law, but it was it was very good. I shout out to our, our uh, famous listener, Melissa, and her husband, Dave, uh, for taking us there. And then we also went to a Korean fried chicken place. 
which was uh, is amazing. It's one of my favorites. And then we also went to one of the uh, a local Mexican joint, which is called Anita's, and it's kind of it, it's they claim it's New Mexico style Mexican, and it's really good. It actually kind of reminds me of how tumbleweed used to be. So when tumbleweed was halfway decent. Um, so it's, it's pretty good. So we went to a couple different places. So it was overall, uh, a good, uh, good trip. Awesome. Hitting the town in DC. We stayed in town. We had an awesome weekend Friday after work. We get out of work a little early. We hit a couple of spots we hadn't tried before. First spot was pig beach barbecue. It's down on the river. It's where the old tumbleweed used to be. And they just opened. We had a cocktail there and an appetizer. The app was not amazing, but the uh, view, the atmosphere there is pretty cool down on the, the waterfront. You can see the water and um, get a little breeze, so that's not too bad. Also went to Third Turn Brewing out in Crestwood. That is a beautiful space, Richard. We need to go out yeah. there. You and Maisie would have a good time if you haven't been there. Um, I have been there. I don't think she has. The food's great. The beer's great. The space is great. Very fun. Yep. Um, UK football got a big win Saturday. We were in the house for opening day at Commonwealth Stadium. And um, just my favorite thing in the world, if you looked at our Instagram reel, you saw my post about uh, there and how excited I was. And then on on yesterday, on Monday, we did the mayor's hike, bike, and paddle downtown. So we did a little 5K walk with Ted the dog and had a great, um, great day on Monday. Now, we had a really fun, really good weekend. McKinley, you had... Not a big weekend, but big Friday night, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Tell us what happened Friday night. Well, uh, I went to the mail game, the Sanex mail game. It was a home game. And Sanex mail, big rivalry, both two of the top five teams in the state overall. So this is a big one. Yeah. Catholics versus convicts. <laughs> um, All right. We beat the criminals very well. I think it was 20. 20 to 10 was the 10. final. Yep. Yeah. I was in the rage cage, and uh, we there were lots of chants. I started one out on bail. Very good. Very good. Tell us about the rage cage. Now, you said I don't really remember much about the ball game, but it was a lot of fun. No, there's lots of screaming, chants, uh, other cheers. And, and also, at some point, there was someone on my shoulders for a while, but then a teacher got mad. Also, someone was waving at their crutch around in the air. For yeah, a we, while. we saw videos of someone just waving a crutch around. I did not see uh, the fellow student on your shoulders. Yeah, that was that was brief, but it was it happened. It was very hot. It it's was like very beehive. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, St. X is a lot of fun. High school football is a lot of fun. Richard, you went to a few St. X games in your high school day, right? I did. I did. Enjoyed did, them immensely. Did they have the rage cage when you were there? I, no, I, I didn't know what the rage cage was. I, I They might have. I just did not participate in that. Okay. Um, All right. But uh, yeah, yeah, I did go to a couple games. So Okay. Well, high school football's rolling. St. X is rolling. We're pumped about it. Um, and so let's stay with that. Let's get into some football. Let's do a quick hit on college football from this weekend. Like I said, Kentucky picked up a big win, 44-14 over Ball State. Lots of fun. I had the under in that game. I missed that. Uh, however, I did not take into account defensive and special team scores. So that's oh, that's one miss on my bets. I also had the under in the Iowa game. That one hit. And then I had L winning by seven and a half over Georgia Tech. That was the wrong side for a lot of the game. And then Louisville woke up, played well in the second half, took a lead. They were up by eight, I think. So they became the right side until Georgia Tech kicked a field goal and, and got a backdoor cover. So not a great week betting. One and two, 
one and four overall. We'll get back on track in just a moment. But Richard, anything you want to take away from the college football weekend? Uh, there were a lot of surprises. Last night, last night was a little bit of a surprise. Clemson uh, getting beat by Duke. Uh, we both uh, thought South Carolina was going to beat North Carolina. Yep. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, Louisville, look, I guess they finally woke up, but it's still, I meant they're playing Georgia Tech. So their defense isn't little, good. Their defense yeah, is not good. That, that was, I mean, maybe Brahms should walk around the stadium a little bit more and get fired up. And there was a news story this week, McKinley. I don't yeah. know if you saw this, but uh, Jeff Brom walked around the stadium 10 times getting ready for the uh, uh Murray State, Murray State game. game just in case. I mean, the national champion Murray State Racers are coming to town. <laughs> Vision. I mean, one double A. Yeah, I can't. I can't uh, believe we reported that. But bunch, uh, bunch of bozos. Anyway. Uh, I'm trying to think. LSU, I think Florida yeah, State was the probably the biggest surprise. biggest one. So the hype train for LSU gets derailed. The hype train for Florida State keeps rolling on. I think it's always enjoyable to see Brian Kelly lose. It is enjoyable to see Davos Swinney lose, and it is enjoyable to see Shane Beamer lose. All three of those were pretty fun. And then I got to say, uh, Deion Sanders winning yeah. is a bad it, – it's a great thing for college football, but it's a bad – it's just like if you have any good recruits you're hoping to get, forget it. They're going yep. to Colorado from now on. Yep, With that's one win, I think he's changed his trajectory for that that school completely. Well, I think that's totally right, and I'll start there with my picks for the week. I'm going to go week one overreaction, Colorado minus three uh, versus Nebraska. Go ahead and give me the buffs at home minus the three. I'm going to go ahead and play them here. I don't love it, but they looked really good and beat a good team. That's a lot better than Nebraska. So let's see if Coach Prime can do it two weeks in a row. Um, I'm also going to play Friday night's game, Kansas minus three against Illinois. Um, it's Friday night, so I'll know if I have to bet more on Saturday. Uh, actually, I like Kansas a lot in this spot. I loved Illinois last year, but I don't think they can keep up with Kansas. And then finally, go ahead and give me um, in another little overreaction, but I'm going to take Notre Dame minus seven and a half at NC State. I loved what they did the first two weeks. Their offensive line is for real. I think they beat NC State by more than a touchdown. Um, my three-team teaser this week, I'll tease Bama minus seven down to minus one. I'll tease Mississippi State minus nine and a half down to minus three and a half at home against Arizona. Give me the SEC team and give me Georgia. Let's tease 42 and a half down to 36 and a half at home against Ball State. There's no way Ball State wins this. I think Georgia covers that outright anyway. But there we go. So there's more losing for everyone to enjoy. Um, now, we texted about this earlier this week or, or when we were doing a little bit of uh, uh, prep for the show. And want to give out our Super Bowl predictions. Who do we think is going to make the Super Bowl? And um, let's go ahead and start. Uh, McKinley, I'll start with you. you. You get the hot seat, and we'll start with the AFC, which is which is your favorite league. That's your Cincinnati Bengals. Are they going again this year? Obviously. Okay. Well, who's their be biggest threat over there? Um, just Kansas City is is going to be a problem. You like Kansas City, so. I want to pick the Bengals, but I feel like at some point Baltimore is going to catch them because Baltimore plays them better than everybody else. Yeah, that's usually that's usually what happens, but I'm hoping for uh, a change. Okay, so you got Bengals in the AFC. Richard, who do you have in the AFC? Uh, I'm going to have to stick with Kansas City. I mean, they didn't lose hardly anybody. They still look good. They, they might have an off year again, but like they did the last time, but – 
I, I just got to go with Kansas City. It's hard not to pick them if you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid together. Buffalo might surprise people again, but I'm good. I'm going to take Buffalo just to be the contrarian. I think at some point they get it right. Um, I think it's one of those three teams. Undoubtedly, I'll go ahead and go Buffalo this year. I don't know that I trust them, but let's let's go for it. Let's see if this is their year. Now the NFC. This is where it gets fun uh, because there are a lot of teams who could go: Philadelphia, Dallas, people like Detroit, San Francisco, Seattle is in play. Uh, some dark horse teams to make the playoffs there. So. I'll jump in this because I know McKinley's got a hot take here, um, and I'll go with San Francisco. I think their defense is still good. They've still got elite line play, elite running backs, good receivers, and uh, a, a great coach. So I'll go San Francisco in the NFC. Richard, you, sir. I, I think I'm going to go with San Francisco as well. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a uh, repeat of the uh, NFC Championship from last year. It's going to be Kansas City or. I'm sorry, San Francisco versus Philadelphia again. And I, I think I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco winning this time. San Francisco keeps their quarterback upright and doesn't yeah. have to go pull a yeah. guy out of the stand. Yes. McKinley, hot take machine. Tell us what you got. Uh, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, he is. The Atlanta Falcons. Tell us why. Well, first of all, they're led by fellow Tiger, Desmond Ritter, who is going to have the season this year. St. X grad. He's, de he's definitely going to do very well. Um, and I like their offense. They have some good receivers. Um, Drake London is a maniac. Uh, defense could be a problem, but I think they could be really good. All right. I like them to get out of the South. I like the, them as the best team in the South. I don't know that I love them to go to the Super Bowl, but I like that you're playing it. So you have Cincinnati and Atlanta. Richard, you have San Francisco, Kansas City, and I have Buffalo in San Francisco. So we won't make anybody make a pick for a win, but those are your picks to get there, and we'll check in on that as the season goes along. Moving on, we'll stay with football. Thursday night, we had our fantasy football draft, and I'm not going to bore anybody with that. Nobody wants to hear about that, but we had the TV on. We had ESPN queued up. We were ready to watch Utah and Florida. And at 8 o'clock, Disney pulled the plug on Spectrum. No ESPN, no ABC, uh, anything in the Disney umbrella, it's out. Now, Richard, you have YouTube TV, so you weren't impacted by this, right? I was not impacted, no. McKinley, were you impacted by this? Yeah, it really chaps my ass. It does chap my ass too, man. <laughs> I was so mad. I mean, I watched no college football this weekend, right? I, problem. It's a real problem. And and tell tell America what you texted me today. Oh, yeah, Red Zone. I need Red Zone. So we have Red Zone, but if we get another provider, we're going to have to figure out another way to get Red Zone. It's it's just it's unbelievable. And let's talk about this for a minute because this is a dispute over fees, and initially Disney uh, and Spectrum had come to an agreement, uh, but I think from you read a bunch of different things. One of the things you read is that Spectrum wanted to add Disney's streaming-only services on their cable platform. And that means ESPN+, Plus. it means Disney+, Plus. it means all the stuff that you pay for and stream could be included in your cable package. Disney said no way on that. And instead of continuing to negotiate, Disney came through with the most hardball nut punch you could possibly deliver to America, and that is pull the plug the night the college football starts and one week before the NFL starts. Hardball. I mean, it's just a hardball negotiating tactic, and I get it. But anybody who tells you that Disney cares at all about their patrons is lying because this was a smack in the face of everybody who loves 
football. Would you agree and with they're that? Not, they're not having a very good year, so I'm kind of surprised they're doing this. I mean, it seems like Eisner is doing one PR nightmare after another. It's and that's surprising. I understand it's just like in it's like they're not here's the other problem is there's a writer strike going on. Right. They're not going to have content in 2024. So wh- why is this a good idea to do this right now? Well, I really think this is about crippling any cable provider that you can. And Spectrum won't recover for this. If they don't get this done before the NFL kicks off, they won't recover from it. You can go and get YouTube TV right now, 21 days trial free. And then everybody who does that is never going to go back to Spectrum. So uh, this is one of those deals where they better figure it out or else Spectrum is is going to be in, in real trouble, I think. Uh, and then, you know, it just makes Disney and the other streaming platforms much stronger. Are, are they doing this with Comcast? No, Comcast's deal was not. Well, a- uh, that, that, well, to be honest, they also had a relationship with Comcast because of who. Yeah. So that's probably why they. Uh, and Charter so- Spectrum is poised to become the number one cable provider in America. They were projected to be that, I think, next year and then past Comcast. So. Major, major um, problem for Comcast and, uh, you know, probably the cable industry as we know it. You know, we'll see. We'll we'll pick up another uh, carrier. We'll get some YouTube TV and we'll get ready for the NFL if that stuff's not taken care of tomorrow. All right. Next up on the list. Uh, there was another real uh, quick sports thing. We earlier in the week, Rick Pitino opened his mouth again. He had a good week and then he proceeded to have another bad week. He opened his mouth about the college extension or expansion, and particularly, I think it was the ACC going after Stanford, Cal, and then eventually SMU. Jim, you had some thoughts on this. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He said the next thing you know, they're going to be going after Olympiacos and somebody, some other Greek professional basketball team. It's just simply the dumbest thing you could possibly imagine. Here's the thing. If Patino were in the ACC, he would be telling the world how great Stanford and Cal and everybody else is, but he's not. And he's got to be in front of the camera. He's got to have the spotlight on him. So let's poke fun and say, oh, next thing you know, we're gonna, they're going to be going after Olympiacos. You know why he knows Olympiacos? Because he coached there. He coached in Greece. He didn't know Olympiacos from his ass two years ago, but uh, now that's funny. Ha ha. Except it's not funny. It's just dumb. Also, they're a professional club. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Shut up and go coach basketball. There you go. And there we have it. There you go. That's that. Suck it. Um, <laughs> all right. That's that. Uh, moving on. Now we will. Um, Richard texted me that earlier this week, and I kind of went on that rant in text. I was like, you got to tee this up for me in the pod. So. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing us back around. Now we got a dog. We we got a dog. He's a puppy. He's a uh, fourteen months old. He is a Bernie Doodle. McKinley, give us your opinion about Doodles. Uh, they're a lost cause. I think we should uh ban the that breed of dog. I think they're just naturally dumb. We we hear we hear a lot of dumb. And this dog is so dumb, untrainable. Um, and uh, uh in, in much more humorous fashion than that. I mean, you know, but. Thursday, I came home from work. I told you this, Richard, and um, I saw nobody's car in the driveway. And I got in and I heard some rattling upstairs and I thought, well, McKinley's not home. And then I realized the dog was at home and he had gotten out of his crate and he had the full run of the house. Now, praise the Lord, the pantry wasn't open. He didn't get into the food. He didn't like hop up on the piano or, you know, like uh, destroy a couch or anything like that. 
McKinley, talk to us about your room. No, not praise the Lord. We got <laughs> my room. Uh, I would rather him destroy the entire house and leave my room. But he did. He got everything. Like, I don't even. There's nothing he didn't get touched. I, my, I have an electric razor that was in my sister's room. Somehow. I don't know. But he destroyed everything. He spilled a bunch of stuff, knocked over my computer. He ate your toothbrush. Ate my toothbrush. He chewed on my Oculus. Uh, how about the, there, for some reason, there was a box of toothpicks up there. He may or may not have eaten those. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty disastrous. So that was, that was one of those days where we had the fantasy draft coming up and I was really excited for it and got home and had to deal with that before the draft. So that was, that kind of sucked. That was a downer. And then today, Today, this is less than a week later. McKinley, you want to talk about this? What happened today when you got home? So I got home, and uh, my mom called me and said, will you let Ted out? And so I, I agreed. And so I went into their room, and Ted's crate was, like, in the middle of the room. He was in there. He was It was in the middle of the room, and, like, the bottom of it was out, and the carpet was rolled up. And I looked closer, and the carpet was, like, shredded. So I FaceTimed my mom giggling. <laughs> And I was like, is your room supposed to look like this? Just sort of rubbing in her face because I'm not a big fan of Ted. And uh, she said no. And so their room was like destroyed. Like he moved his cage. He completely destroyed the rug. It was quite the sight. He So Richard, what he did was he, the, the, plastic, the plastic part. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that. And Pete. And Pete. The plastic uh, part at the bottom, the little tray, he had somehow managed to move that out of the, 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 uh, crate and then he started scooting the crate somehow by working it along the the carpet and he got over to this large area rug in the middle of our room now it's not a fancy rug it's not a new rug i'm i wouldn't even go so far as to call it a nice rug but it was a rug tied the room together and uh he shredded it um i might post a picture of that on insta like he he wrecked it we don't know what we're going to do with this damn dog right now because um what did you say mckinley when you saw it I said, uh, I have no idea how I did that. I couldn't have done that with a knife. You couldn't have done this with a knife. It was bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> so. Oh, this is good. good. How, are your, good how, are your, with puppies. how are your pets, Richard? My pets are great. Okay. All right. Good. Delightful. Uh, Hattie was wonderful in the car. Didn't have any problems. She slept most of the way and she was delightful. And then the cat is, is good. He's coming back to health and yeah my pets are great okay good are they um, poodles <laughs> no okay. no they're Shocker. not <laughs> uh I, I i don't know what we're gonna do with this but uh, stay tuned i'll keep everybody updated next up on our list here that i've got to kick down i want to talk some music um we lost a great one this weekend jimmy buffett passed away at 76 which seems awfully young Richard, what were your feelings about that? Surprised, but I think he didn't. He cancel the Red, Red uh, Riverbend show earlier in the season. Like either I think he did in the summer. So there was an inkling something was going on, but uh, very sad. I think he was uh, a very good musician overall. I mean, he was just kind of poppy and fun, and didn't take life serious. He did have a. It's like. I remember listening to FBK one time. They played one of his country albums yeah. that he released like in the 70s or something. And it was damn good. I mean, I, I have to say it was very old school country. 
very, um, but it, it was very sad that um, we lost him. So I, I was surprised, very surprised because I didn't know he was very sick and, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, very, very odd. Well, I, it was sad. We and he in in very much his style didn't tell anybody because he didn't want to put that focus on him and and in that sort of way. I think and he really was an original. You know, there aren't many people who create a whole genre of music, and he did that. The whole beach vibe music was all because of him. I mean, people have come along and tried to replicate it or jumped in that, but it didn't really exist until he came along and did it. And don't forget from, about the Beach Boys, though. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, different, <laughs> different. Yeah, right? it's a different style. It's more. Yeah. I would say it's more Caribbean, Caribbean, Caribbean yeah, beach, Caribbean, music, yeah. not California beach music. And for so all of his very true, all of his you know sort of beach bum persona or or vibe with the parrot heads and everything. He was an unbelievably savvy business person who has a beer, who has he he's got uh, hotels, he's got restaurants. He did you know he was getting ready to open up? retirement communities that were parrot head retirement communities no i did not know like that. margaritaville retirement communities where it's just all the buffett lifestyle these retirement communities so he was really out there capitalizing on that brand and uh, giving a lot back very philanthropic um there's just a thousand good stories about jimmy buffett and it was very very shocking and very sad we love jimmy buffett love his music um i was i said this weekend if you had told me uh if you had asked me who's going to live longer who's going to have a longer life die at an older age prince michael jackson tom petty or jimmy buffett i never would have bet jimmy buffett i never would have bet it and uh, he outlived them all got to 76 and uh what a life what's your favorite buffett song uh i'd have, probably have to go uh pirate at 40 that's my very favorite one pirate looks at 40 is my very favorite one mckinley do you have a favorite jimmy buffett song uh he's a little before my time but uh I've heard the, I don't I don't know the name of it. Louis, he said it's one where he talks about Margaritaville. It's called Margaritaville. Yeah, you got it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Something about this place, and they drink margaritas. I like that one. Uh, also, you should talk uh, about cheeseburgers. And yeah, paradise. right. Uh, there's a classic McKinley. You need to look this up uh, and introduce it to your high school friends because probably nobody in high school knows this. And when I was in high school, everybody knew it. And it's called "Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw." Have you heard that? Someone's played it for me. I don't okay. know how it goes, but yeah, I've well, that. That was it, a, it goes exactly how the lyrics say it. It's, it meant the name of the song goes. It's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. Um, and for all of his lack of subtlety on some of those tracks, his later writing really is good. And he writes some really heartfelt and poignant songs. Just a great songwriter, great musician. Um, and so, you know, sad to see him go. We lost another musician this weekend. Um, Richard, we lost the original lead singer from Smash Mouth, Steve Harwell. You sent me this, right? Um, yes. And we, and we talked about Smash Mouth a few episodes back, and we were talking about some '90s uh, one-hit wonders. And you know, it, it, this is this is tragic. He was 56 years old, but he had been receiving hospice care, and so, so it sounds as though he had some sort of a terminal illness. Um, he had kidney. He was having kidney failure. Kidney failure. I, I think what I saw. So. Yeah. McKinley, do you know Smash Mouth? Oh yeah, that song. What's it called? Hey, now you're an all star. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I heard, I've heard that song so many times. In middle school, for some reason, that was big. I don't know why. Yeah, 
Uh, well, that was huge. It was one that was played a lot, I think, for Shrek. kids in yeah, Shrek. It was played for kids in assemblies because it was kind of a positive tune. But I'm going to read a quote from Steve Harwell's agent, and uh, this is amazing. Steve Harwell was a true American original, a larger-than-life character who shot up into the sky like a Roman candle. Steve should be remembered for his unwavering focus and impassioned determination to reach the heights of pop stardom. And the fact that he achieved this near-impossible goal with very limited musical experience makes his accomplishment all the more remarkable. His only tools were his irrepressible charm and charisma, his fearlessly reckless ambition, and his king-size cojones. Basically, his agent just said he had no talent. <laughs> and that's amazing. Poor Steve in that moment. Yeah, that, that was, uh, first of all, I did not know they, he, I guess there was some bad blood between the band. He I, he he got kicked out of the band Smash Mouth that he founded, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So sounds like he might, it's just like if he had kidney failure, he, there could be a lot there to diagnose. For yeah, sure. for sure. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's sad. It's sad he passed away, but. I mean, he, he did leave an annoying song to, or annoying couple songs. Well, um, I mean, he did something that w that'll stick around for a hundred years. I mean, we are not doing that. I mean, maybe with this podcast, but it's hard to say. Um, we also lost uh, Gary Wright this weekend. He did Dreamweaver, yeah. which was a great song. A yeah, great, great yeah. song. Great song. Um, Made so, popular by, uh, I think it was uh, kind of like Bro Bohemian Rhapsody. It came back with it, Wayne and Garth. Yeah, yeah, it did. Wayne's World. Um, three musicians passed this weekend, uh, so very sad, very sad. Richard, speaking of music and entertainment, did you guys watch or or read anything interesting? Listen to any books on your trip? I know you were traveling, so probably not as much time in front of the TV. But anything you well, saw? Well, we finished Painkiller last night or okay. Sunday. We got back Sunday, so we finished Painkiller, and I just I gotta say, it's just like it's. Somebody made a good point about it. It's like, I think my brother-in-law did that. It, it reminded him of a show that was created by CBS. It does seem very network. Yeah. Very and, network. And it was very disappointing. I thought the ending was very disappointing overall. That last I, episode was absolutely terrible, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it, 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 it didn't tie anything together. It was just like, it didn't make any sense. It, right. it, it really didn't make it. It was like, we're talking about this. Now we're talking about this. And then we're talking about this. And there was no tie in. It was like, they just went, it's like, they just threw a bunch of stuff together. Yep. So we watched it too. And McKinley watched it. McKinley, give us your take on painkiller. It was very bad. <laughs> watched a couple episodes. I got really tired of the unrealistic events, the imaginary people. And yeah, just the network TV feel. I did not like it, so I dropped it. Yeah, you don't talk to your dead uncle ever? No. Okay, all right, fair enough. I don't either. Um, I did not care for that uh, very cartoonish um, portrayal and some stuff I just didn't like. So we are all three thumbs down on Painkiller. Yeah, guys... it, it, I think it kind of started out like, oh, this could actually be pretty good. And then it's it unraveled very quickly. Yeah. Like, it just didn't make any sense yeah like, i totally dope totally sick agree was so much better than that so interestingly enough we started dope sick last night and mm -hmm. mckinley what do you think of episode one of dope sick so much better a hundred times better i you could just immediately tell it's like an actual good thing to watch and 
I love Matthew Broderick. He's a national treasure, but Michael Keaton's a better actor. So if he's running the show, you know, it's going to be a little bit better. And it does, it does seem a little bit more like it was, it, it feels more prestige TV versus network TV to me. So we're going to pick up on that tonight after dinner. Good call. Good call. Yeah. And you need to read that book. Well, so I started it. So I'm full on immersed in the Sackler Oxycontin world right now. So I started the book. So I'm reading Empire of Pain. So um, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to have all the Sackler knowledge, all the Oxycontin knowledge uh, on top of, of what we already know. So very interesting. Um, okay. Anything else that you watched? Anything else that you read? Uh, no, not really. I'm trying to, I'm uh, neck deep in a big thick book about the fall of Berlin and it's, it's, it's small print and it's a, a massive book and it's, it's kind of a challenge. So, but other than that, nothing really, we haven't started anything. Uh, we're going to start only murderers in the building. If you've ever watched that, I've, it's I've tried it. I've tried it and I just couldn't get into it. I want to like it because I love Steve Martin and Martin Short so much, but I don't know. I just kind of decided goofy. it wasn't me. It is it, goofy. It's a, it's a little goofy, but I think it was like, it, it kind of reminded us a little bit of uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's just refreshing. And it's just like, especially like watching depressing things like uh, painkillers and stuff like that. So it's kind of, I think we're going to start that tonight. All right. The, the new season. Excellent. McKinley, you watch a lot of movies. What's the latest movie you watched? The latest movie I've watched is probably There Will Be Blood. I watched that recently. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Did you like that? Yeah, I like it a lot. Dan Day Lewis was great. Yeah. I also watched Clockwork Orange not too long ago. <laughs> a good one. Speaking uh, of light stuff. <laughs> yeah. God, man. Wow. Those are two great movies. Yeah. Yeah, to I really... watched Extraction two, like the it, one it with kinda, Hemsworth. Yeah, it, the Extraction one was really good. It's like Extraction two. It's it starting to remind me of John Wick's, where it's just like it's just people dying all the time. That's all they do is die in that, those movies. So we were going to watch the Meg two last night, but it was still a twenty dollar purchase, so we couldn't go for that uh, for for a shitty movie. Um, <laughs> what did you give uh, Clockwork Orange, and what did you give There Will Be Blood in your letterbox, McKinley? I think I gave Clockwork Orange four and a half, and I gave There Will Be Blood a five. Okay, I would I would probably agree with that actually. Is um, it five, out of five? Out of five? Or out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's letterboxed out of five. Okay. And I I felt like There Will Be Blood should have won the Oscar over No Country for Old Men uh, that year. Just that's a tough one. FYI, I love No Country, but I thought uh, There Will Be Blood was a better movie. Anyway. Um, and that's it. We started the last, the newest season of The Crown this weekend, and I love that show. We just were way behind on that, so we needed something that was not death and destruction and opioids. So we got into that. So that that always delivers. It's a very, very good show. And with that, I'll turn it over to you, gentlemen. Anything else you guys want to hit on before we pop out of here? Can't think of anything. McKinley, anything you got? No, not really. Any nonsense with any of our other dogs or children or? Anything you the dirt about your mom you want to get off your chest? Dirt about my mom. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. Hey, how about what about dirt about your stepfather? Anything there you'd like to get off your chest? Um no, he's doing he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, I haven't passed out in, in a long time. Staying awake, conscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't laughed so laughed myself into <laughs> into a syncope in a while, so that's good. Yeah, um, no sleepwalking episodes, nothing. No, no, it's it's I've been keeping it between between the lines. I always lock my door just in case. <laughs> smart, smart. 
All right. Well, McKinley, between thank Teddy you. And, between Teddy and, and Jim, it's part of survive. It's a yeah, tough I spot mean, around here. Yeah. Cars yeah. get stolen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, on that note, Amalia. I did see that the, the Louisville Police Department is increasing their presence on Bardstown Road, Frankfurt Avenue. Um, where else? Like, oh, I think Shelbyville Road. You guys got mentioned Brownsboro Road. They have yeah, baby. Their presence so, in the hood. Yeah, uh, the hood of Brownsboro Road, the rough neighborhood of Brownsboro Road. They you you will see an increase of police presence. Excellent, excellent. So thank you, LMPD. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Well, McKinley, thanks for coming on tonight. Awfully fun to have you. I'd love to have you again. I hope this kind of gets your feet wet for the process. I think you have a lot to say. And I'd love for you to be comfortable enough to come on and do it some more. So for sure, it was fun. Okay, excellent, Richard. Um, you got a busy week, I know, coming up. No, not really. All right, just work and uh, and and stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll get ready to sign off here. I will thank everybody for listening. We had the best month of downloads in August that we have ever had that I have ever had for a podcast. So thank you all to everybody for downloading and listening. Keep getting at us at the socials. Get at us at the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram, Kenshin Crew on Instagram. Richard's had a couple of posts this week on his Instagram feed. Also, Enjoy the Fanta. Yes. Also, the Good Midlife at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us and give us your opinions. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, we'll jump off of here. I'm going to say good night. Thanks for everybody for listening. We're going to keep living our best midlives. You keep living yours. Bye.